yeah, I wouldn't say I'm the man, but we've had some major breakthroughs on how to, on how to get people to sit up, listen, and click a button. That's for sure. Welcome to a conversation with John Philpin. Each week, John cuts through the noise and fills your ears with interviews, stories, and most importantly, clarity. Clarity in our ever-changing and shifting world to put people first. Over to you, John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you are on this planet of ours. If you want an example of where the intersection of people first and the world of business is, then this show is for you. I've known Jacob Moynihan for a few years now, first coming across him as he was launching Merchant 23. Since those early days, Jacob has learned many lessons, but he didn't stop. He's now taken those lessons and turned them into a new business. Empathy, connecting with humanity, feeling the energy, putting yourself into the shoes of customer. These are phrases Jacob uses in his natural conversation. They aren't glib. It is who he is. And with him, his customers are in turn taken on their journeys to better engage with their customers. So let's get right on to the conversation. So Jacob and I, we've known each other for a good while now, and I came across him first through a company that he had built called Merchant 23. Jacob, like all of us, recognized that wine is a good thing to consume, and he decided there's a much better way of making sure that we get the wine that we want to drink in our hands. From then, Jacob's moved on to all kinds of different things. So I'd like Jacob, in his own words, to describe a little bit about the journey that took him to Merchant 23, and then what he's been doing since then, and how that moved on and how that fits and relates to who he is as a person. Okay, that's easy. Uh, so yeah, wine is, I grew up in Sonoma County, and um, I'm a multi-generational local to the kind of wine industry, or the, you know, the California wine country. And one of the largest topics of conversation around wine has been this juggernaut called the three-tier system that seems to be the reason why people can't be successful in, 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 the, in the wine and spirits industry. But um, being kind of inquisitive, I wanted to learn more about it. I started making wine at a small Pinot Noir producer in West Sonoma County. And uh, this gentleman that was the owner asked me to actually do some sales. And I, I, I didn't really sign up for that, but I figured why not give it a shot. I'd like to learn more about the process and kind of went down that path. And I realized that this three-tier system was a real thing. And there were a lot of limitations to how people could make wine in California and then sell them into other states in the union. And it was very frustrating to learn that you had to have uh, some sort of a relationship with the wholesaler that would take title of your, pro- your product, market and sell it on your behalf, never give you any data back, but all of your success basically relied on their ability to, to sell your product. And I just thought that was just the weirdest thing in the world. So um, what really happened is I, I, I had a friend that was a buyer for a large grocery chain in, um, in kind of the Western US. And he kind of showed me how he would buy wine directly from wineries and then clear them through these distributors. So instead of having the distributor have all the power, he would identify a product tap the distributor on the shoulder and say, hey, will you buy this for me in a compliant way, deliver it to my stores, but you don't have to do any of the work. I've already got it sold. 
just get it to me. And oh yeah, by the way, take a reduced commission to do so. And I thought that was pretty fascinating. So I set off to make a bunch of relationships in the alcohol beverage space um, so that I could do the same thing and sell to whoever I wanted without, um, without being, without being kind of held to this, this three tier system. Uh, over time, the relationships developed, my friends started learning a little bit more about it. Those friends wanted access. Um, we kind of made it into a platform, played around with it for a while. And then merchant 23 was born. It's kind of the first open source platform for wine and spirit sales in the U S and I have to say, very, very good it is. So, so essentially, you recognize an opaqueness in the supply chain and thought, enough of this, we're going to make it transparent and valuable to all people along that chain, would be my rough interpretation of that. Yeah, absolutely. One of the reasons I was interested in having you on the podcast is that um, there's a certain people-thirsty element to what you did, which is this idea that you leveled the playing field. So the problem with the distributors is if you're a massive winery or a chain of wineries, then those distributors are going to sit up and listen to you. But if you're just a guy with a few acres and generating so many pallets per year, it's much harder. This levels the playing field in that you can put what wine you've got, and if people like it, they can buy it, and there's no human in the loop, and it really is down to the quality of the wine and the quality of the service. Would, would, would that be a fair summary of Merchant 23? Yeah, absolutely. I think that that's kind of, uh, that's kind of the, 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 initial, the initial part is um, it levels the playing field and it allows everybody to have access. And I think the, the, higher, the higher level kind of overview is that it, it gives people the ability to create their own destiny. So if you're an entrepreneurial individual and you, you, know, you want to actually hire salespeople in certain states and you want to you know, research and, and, um, and look at market data and find out like kind of a product market fit for your individual brand and, and do all the things that a big brand would do, um, so that you can compete, we give you the ability to, to really, to really compete. And, and I think that that's really where I think the people that have found success on merchant 23 have been the people that have wanted to compete, have set out to do something bigger than just, you know, make a couple pallets. And, uh, and we've given them the ability. And a lot of those guys have, you know, the, the beauty of it is, is they've gone on to find, um, they've outgrown merchant 23, they need actually merchandising support and other things like that. So they, they set out, they maybe make a, a small amount of wine and within a couple of years, they're making much more. And then it's just, it, it's interesting to see that we've, you know, how much we've been able to help people grow and change the uh, kind of change their destiny. But yeah, to your original point, uh, the distributor will listen to the big guy and they will bend over backwards for them. But the, you know, the, the small guy is uh, how can the small guy get big if they're not given the opportunity? I mean, how do we really know? So. Yeah, and, and what's interesting with what you just said then as well is that you, people have realized just the complexity, not just of the distribution system, but also it isn't just putting it up on a shelf and seeing if they come. There's a proactivity needed by the winery, which some of them didn't necessarily have um, out of the box. So just putting it up there didn't fix it. You now need to start thinking about sales and how you actually find the right people to buy from you, which is a whole discipline unto itself, which wineries until you came along probably didn't have to think too much about would that be a fair thing yeah absolutely i think that that's one of the one of the major pain points that we uncovered is that they just were not prepared i think a lot of people we had about you know 1500 brands signed up pretty quickly on merchant 23 and i'd say 95 percent of those brands were not ready for distribution and they didn't really know how to get ready they didn't know 
you know, how to create sales. I mean, the retailers, they want pull. They, for them, it's a real estate game. You put a bottle on the shelf, they want it to turn over. Well, in order for it to turn over, you have to have connectivity with the actual consumer. So how do you create connection with the consumer so that there's brand identity and they pull it off the shelf? And that, when you start talking about that to a small brand that just wants to get access to a state, it's like, what? It's, it's kind of like right. mind blowing. It's a whole, it's a whole nother set of principles and thoughts that they had not even, you know, the, getting into the state was hard enough. And now you're telling me I have to create this brand story and actually find the customer and actually, you know, connect with them in an, in an, in an intimate way and get them to buy the product. And it's just like, and, and some get it and a lot of them don't. And I, I but the, the, I, it's been fascinating to watch, to watch that happen actually, and to see people get access mm-hmm and fail and to get access and really succeed. Um, it's been, it's been, it's been a great, uh, I've had a great vantage point to that. So that's been awesome. So, um, before people start thinking that they've tuned into a wine seminar of some kind, um, but by the way, if, if you, uh, are interested in learning more about this, I will put Jacob's contact information in the show notes. Um, he's absolutely a mine of information about this kind of thing. But Jacob is also a broad-minded individual, and though he loves wine, don't we all, and though he knows the business very, very well, there are other things he does in his life. He's actually broadened out, and though he keeps Merchant 23 going, he's, there's a fundamental thing that sits underneath you, Jacob, I think, that sort of says that, that connects all these disparate sort of lines that you're, you're, you're disappearing down into. So talk a little bit about a couple of the other things that you're doing in parallel with Merchant 23, and then give me a sense of what that means to you, how those threads connect to you as an individual. Lead generation things are one of the things that I'm doing. So how to create meaningful connections with small amount of words um, so that we can, so that, so that people can do, find the right people to partner with and do business better. And I think a lot of that came from Merchant 23 and seeing, you know, learning from the mistakes that a lot of the small wineries I mean, each small winery is its own business. And I got to see a lot of failures and some successes. And I, I, I got to learn a lot from, from where I was sitting. And um, communication was one of the largest things, you know, was, was the biggest breakdown. You know, how do you, how do you communicate a brand story? How do you actually get somebody to listen? And ultimately, what I learned was, is you have to put yourself in the users, in, in, the, in the, the buyer's shoes. And you have to understand what means a lot to them. And... I think a lot of people in the wine world, especially, they say, hey, you know, I like owls. I'm going to put an owl on the label. I have owl wine and everybody's going to love it without really learning about the audience and about learning without learning about, you know, what the audience cares about, what, what they think about owls and how do owls fit into their life? And, you know, at what time of the day would it be appropriate for an owl to come on the screen? You know, all these little things that <laughs> these nuances that we really don't, that, that the small brand doesn't think about it got me thinking about just communication in general, I think was really what, it, what I set out to learn more about was how can we, how can we communicate better? Um, and how can we, you know, make more connections, meaningful connections with small amounts of words by being empathetic to who we're, commu- who we're communicating toward to, uh, or with, or, or trying to catch the attention of. So lead generation in sales obviously is a, it was a national, like kind of a natural progression for me is how do we, how do we send out a message and get somebody to respond? And can we really do that? I mean, you hear a lot of stuff like email marketing's dead, or you know, you have to use social media. And it's like all those things have one thing in common. There's words and there's humans. And 
it's it's not one medium is better than the other and actually some mediums may actually be better than than others but it's it's the message that comes across that people react to in the words so that's kind of what one of the things that i've really been working on and so that lead generation business essentially is taking the lessons of merchant 23 and then applying it to anybody so if you're now a small to medium-sized business wrestling with how to engage and communicate with your customer base then you're the man as far as i'm hearing because you've well, worked out something some magic i feel like i can tell I, th- I feel like i can empathize with the person that you're trying to instead of trying to shove something down their throat we can empathize with their with what means what means a lot to them and we can create a, a narrative that would resonate with them if we just take a little time to do some r&d on the persona or on the person you know just just really look into their day and you know what it just boils down to a lot of factors and i'm sure a lot of everybody on that's listening to this podcast understands the concept of buyer personas but and you know and all these you know psychographics and all this stuff but there's a real empathetic i think like we we know how to make those things but do we really know how to make the emotional map behind the buyer persona and like and empathize with the person in the communication i mean that's that's really where i think so many people lose it and i i and that's what I've really tried to do. And I think that I've, I've done some, I've, we've had some major breakthroughs on that. Um, understanding the human, you know, the, the, the human condition is kind of universal and uh, we're all having our own experience, but the set of emotions that we all have is, is very, is very much the same. We all have stress. We all have sadness. We all have all these things. They just take different forms based on the scenario uh, that we're dealing with at the time. So just understanding that and creating a, a story or a narrative that fits into to what we're trying to evoke is, uh, is important. So yeah, I wouldn't say I'm the man, but we've had some major breakthroughs on how to, on how to get people to sit up, listen, and click a button. That's for sure. With empathy. When I With click, the- I do it empathetically. <laughs> That's it. That's exactly right. Cool. Very cool. Before you got into Merchant 23, as you grew up as a kid, you did what you did. It, 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 what has brought that out? Because empathy is something that a lot of people talk about when you know, I do work around the future of work. And empathy apparently is the new skill. And I'm, you can't see me, but I'm putting inverted commas up there. Skill that we all need to succeed in the future. But it's not something, I don't know. Is it teachable, do you think, Jacob? Or is it something that's innate in you that you naturally understand it and then can show people away? Or is there something skill-like, something you can learn to demonstrate that empathy? I think it's definitely a skill that somebody can learn. And I think that, I, I, and, and, the, and the, sh- the, sh- the, the short way to, to develop that skill is to, sh- is to shut off your own thoughts and to truly, truly put yourself, like literally, it's, how about this? The best way to do it, creative visualization. If you can literally sit down and become the person that you're talking to, look at them, look at that person, if you can tra- create a general idea of what their person's day looks like, people follow too much of the internet data. Like, okay, great. We have to send an email on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 8 a.m. because they have the most, best open rates. But why? Why though? I mean, I think that we yeah, miss, yeah. we follow the herd, that herd mentality. So can empathy truly be learned? Absolutely. As soon as we can learn to get out of our own shit and get into the shit of other people. So a buyer journey to me is far more complicated than most people think about. And I think you're starting to touch on that yourself now. You talked about drawing a picture. Um, and again, I'm a big, big believer in drawing pictures. If I can't draw a picture of something, I definitely don't understand it. So do you physically draw these empathy journeys in, in, in your mind? Am I putting words into your mouth there? 
No, no. I we definitely I definitely do. We create physical images of the individual that we're that we would want to connect with, create a connection with. And you mentioned something at scale about scale, and um, it, it, this is definitely possible to do at scale. And it's it's it, it's creating a one to one communicate a one to one connection with a like with a group of like individuals at scale. And yes, you definitely should create, um, create an image of the individual and you should definitely journey their day, their day to day. What time do they give their wife a kiss? Where do they eat lunch? Who are their circle of influence? At what time do they engage with that circle of influence? You know, and then once you, once you look at that, like if we took the example of like, you know, a single mom and we, we knew that she, you know, and she had three kids and she was taking them to school and picking them up. And then, you know, at a certain part of the day, she's at soccer practice and, you know, we could serve, we could definitely communicate with that, that individual with, um, with some sort of messaging that would say, you know, along the lines of, if you only had another hour in the day to get X done, you know, I mean, it's just, mm. but just understanding that they're going through a lot and understanding that there's that that we understand letting, letting that person know that we understand by understanding the whole cycle of their day and how we could fit in and then serving a message at that time is really an important, is really an important thing. So yes, draw the picture, map out the day. The customer journey is usually along the lines of the product and how they interact with the product from an advertising standpoint. And you're right. A lot of that time it misses the emotional aspect of the human and what they're going through on the day-to-day basis but also outside of drawing the picture is creating is, is, is trying to feel it yourself is really trying to feel it yourself. And like I mentioned earlier, it's like the, the human condition is universal. Like we in San Francisco where I live in the Bay area and working in San Francisco as you know, in my twenties um, in, in finance and stuff, everybody shared a similar sentiment throughout the workday. We got in at the same time. We got off at the same time. We frequent the same places. You see the same people, the energy is kind of connected and it's just, um, I think that once once we learn that the that the that the that, that that condition is very is shared, that the experience is shared, just from a different viewpoint, it's it's easier to communicate. But you got to understand the emotions. You got to you got to get out of the like the buyer's journey and and like mm-hmm. oh yeah, they touched my page one time and then they came back a second time and touched my page. Now I need to serve them an ad that says this on the third time. That's not <laughs> it. That's missing a huge opportunity to really make Sorry. a meaningful connection. So I'm doing it wrong. Noted. <laughs> okay. So, so what I'm hearing is, is all, and which is why I asked you to come on the show, um, all very people firstly, this idea of engaging at a personal level, recognizing that the machine of communication is pretty broken until you understand, as you say, that you, you describe it, the empathy, the emotional connection, the shared experiences and essentially being able to stand in those feet. That's what you do. That's what you're bringing different companies, not just the wine industry, but companies from all, of all shapes and sizes, uh, bringing that value to them. Um, so just aware of the time, and uh, this has been really interesting. I want to bring you back again because I've got a whole pile of other things I want to talk about, but not today. I promised my listeners that this would, these would be short, sharp shocks, um, maybe less emphasis on shock. But um, I'll put some show notes in about how people can find you. Um, but, you know, just, just for words, what's the best place right now? Just say it. Where's the best place to find Jacob so they can come and benefit from your wisdom in their small business? Um, 
trafficlabs.io is a website that has uh, my information. You can check out some of the work I've done with uh, my, my buddy, Damien Sandoval, who is a creative director in LA. Um, and I'm kind of the, the person that's kind of creating the, the, the user experience on the back end. We've, we've teamed up together. So trafficlabs.io. Merchant 23, of course, is, is, is still my, my, my mainstay as far as what, you know, what I've been doing lately in the wine and spirits world that kind of brought me into this. So check out both those websites. And John, please, yeah, share my information with anybody that's uh, interested in having a conversation. I would love to connect and uh, share a meaningful, a meaningful chat. <laughs> <laughs> Jacob. Thank you very much. Lovely to see you. Lovely to talk. Likewise. And we'll be back very, very soon. Cheers Thanks, now. John. Cheers. We look forward to you joining us next time. And if you found this interesting, please do share the podcast. All the links referenced today are in the show notes. If you have any questions or comments, please do not hesitate in connecting directly with John Philpin. Stay safe and stay well.